Hey there, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box, and this is our three-year anniversary show, a big three years. Welcome to the program. This morning, we're going to be trying out some cereal. We got some new loot, and Ryan Permisson and Kate Hawkins are going to be joining me, Aubrey, and Willow to talk about Batman mask of the phantasm and we're going to do that right after this from dl memphis and the murdering crows it's like coca-cola levi's Strauss, johnny carson and mickey mouse the first star was james dean heaven's presley and he's still the king some things are anniversary cereal boxers this is the third year anniversary show for back of the cereal box the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the saturday mornings of our youth and i am your host the prophet of pop culture john pica you can call me johnny and star wars movies and avengers comic books and saturday morning cartoons made me who i am today and we are called Back of the Cereal Box because when I was a kid, Saturday mornings meant big bowls of cereal in front of the uh, TV, watching cartoons, reading comic books, watching kaiju movies. And um, when I was a kid, we didn't have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table. We were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. And that was our portal into pop culture as we know it today because sometimes there would be comics in the box comic books in the box or on the back or they would print records or there would be games and uh posters and all kinds of fun cool geek culture stuff so uh this is the third year anniversary of our show can you believe it's been three years and we've got a very special message from one of our cereal box network uh, network mates. Check this out from George Bueller. Hey everybody, it's George, your prime fanatic from the Fanatic Forum, and I want to wish a very happy third birthday to the Back of the Cereal Box podcast. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure being a part of the network. Uh, I've had made a lot of friends, I've had a lot of fun, uh, and I've definitely had a lot of fun watching and listening to the Cereal Box podcast. So yeah, very happy anniversary to you guys and many, many more. Thank you very much, George. Glad to have you on board. Well, we've got some more greetings like that, some well wishes. But before we get to that, we need to introduce my co-hosts coming to you live from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, our emotional support Canadian, the Peppermint Princess, the social media socialite. She is a fan of Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, and all things X-Men. She is the one, the only, Willow Skyler. Good morning. Good morning, Willow. And Willow is in the dark this morning because, shh, her <laughs> husband is still asleep. 
I'm, I'm trying to be courteous. <laughs> now, Willow is recovering from a bout of the vid. It's not fun. I do not recommend. Well, we are glad that you are here and feeling better. And it's also time to welcome in your wife's favorite redhead, cosplayer extraordinaire, face painter artist, and just all around fantastic fan of everything comic book. It is Aubrey Cavett. And Aubrey, yeah, swing around, get centered there. There you go. Ta-da! And Aubrey is doing a fantastic cosplay this morning. I mean, she always looks that great, but who are you this morning? I am supposed to be a um, relaxed version of Andrea Beaumont. From Mask of the Phantasm. Ta-da! Love it. Oh my gosh, you look so good. You look so good. And we have some special guests in the uh, in the rec room this morning. And we're going to welcome them in. Uh, this could become complete chaos, ladies. <laughs> um, first, and I, I, I always, I always have to take a deep breath. The man who can talk in a mile a minute. He can quote every movie he's ever seen verbatim. I don't know how he does this. He sees it one time. He's got the whole thing memorized. And uh, he's a fan of uh, all things comics and anime. Well, animation and uh, X-Men in particular. Power Rangers specifically. He is the one, the only Ryan Permissin all the way from nerd culture. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy three-year anniversary to everyone at Back of the Cereal Box. Thanks for having me. And uh, in the words of the Phantasm, the great derailed conversation awaits. So, yeah. <laughs> ready to derail this thing, man. I'm ready. I was born He ready. is the great derailer. Yes. I love it. And also joining us is the newest member of the Cereal Box Network, but a guy who is burning it up. Maybe one of the best, um, one of the best video and audio podcasts on the internet. He's a guy that I brought on because I loved what he was doing, and now he's become a mentor to me. The one, the only cartoon commotion, Cade Hawkins. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba -da! Good morning, Cade. Welcome, Cade. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Willow. Hi, Aubrey. And hi, Ryan. How you doing? Hi, Cade. <laughs> I mean, that is such a nice thing of you to say, Johnny. I I appreciate that so much, man. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, and if you're not if you don't know what uh, Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is a social audio drop-in app, and Cade has absolutely been killing it on Clubhouse, holding court on a daily basis and uh, sharing his knowledge about. Uh, YouTubing and podcasting in general, and he's just slam dunking it. It's pretty amazing. Well, thank you so much, man. I, I try, you know, like I, I've been um, a lot of the stuff I share is just stuff I've been taught or picked up on in uh, other podcasts and stuff. I have notebooks on on this stuff. I because I, I really want to bring that quality to everything we do. Well, Cade is a student of the art, and I love that. I love that. All right. So, guys, 
first question we have to ask, because Saturday mornings in my house meant big bowls of cereal, and I know, Ryan, you refused to participate, but I have to ask, what's in the bowl? And this morning, I have Nutty Buddy cereal, the Little Debbie's Buddy Sitter. Whoa, I need that. <laughs> it's excellent. It looks it looks really oh, good. So you I guys Johnny, can it save me a bowl? <laughs> I, I can. And okay, so you guys, this has been sitting at the house for over a year. I bought it last September and we tried it live on air. I don't know if you remember that, Willow. I tried one bowl, I didn't like it. It got set on the shelf and it's been sitting there for a year. So I was going through the cereal shelf, throwing stuff away. But before I threw it away, I just was like, eh, we'll see if it's still good. I'll, tr I'll try a bite. And this was still good. Again, just like the two-year-old Frosted Flakes, Kellogg's has figured out the formula. So I've, and look, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was my mic getting knocked over by the box of cereal. Um, on the back of this cereal box, there is all kinds of fun and nostalgia. And it's, there's a game to play. There's um, all kinds of facts about stuff from our childhood, especially Little Debbie's snack cakes. Johnny, and, um, like little bricks. Yeah, so so <laughs> that's exactly what they look like. Um, they they look like little bricks. <laughs> they taste really good, dry. Okay. Now okay. I don't remember. I don't remember why I didn't like this when a year ago, but maybe it has something to do with the milk. So I'm going to take a bite. Okay. Now I remember <laughs> the milk just complete. Wait. Oh, wait a minute. So when it first hit my tongue, there was like no flavor, but as it melted, Willow, the, the cereal that we had the um, couple of weeks ago that just kind of like melted like Cheetos on your tongue, what was that? I don't Not remember. Willow, but Aubrey. Aubrey oh, oh, you, oh, that was the yeah. Great Pumpkin. Yeah, that's that kind of what this did. Cereal. That's kind of what this did. It had no flavor until it fully melted, and then that chocolate flavor just completely exploded. Wow, this... Okay, last year, I hated this. This year, a year later, it's still fresh. I don't know what Kellogg's is doing, but um, I'm going to give this four and a half bowls. Mm. Oh, this is good. Wow, why did I not like this? I know why. <laughs> it doesn't taste anything like Nutty Buddy. What does it wait, remind wait. you of? It, it, tastes, it tastes like... I mean, there's a slight, slight peanut butter flavor, but really, it's it's more like cocoa puffs. All right, yeah, okay, yeah, With the, yeah. Hmm. delicious chocolate. Yes, fantastic. Willow, what do you got? I am eating um, mini wheats, but it's the brown sugar ones. Ooh, are they awesome? Good. Very good, very good. I don't have the box with me, but 
trust me, guys, it's boring. <laughs> well, because you're in Canada. I don't know. In Canada, I don't know if you knew this, Aubrey, but in Canada. They don't like putting any of the like the games or the fun facts on it. it yeah, it, they don't. It has to be. It has to be both English and French uh, right. by law. So it's the oh, same. That's a lot of money. Yeah, the back is the same as the front, but the front is in English. The back is in French. So there, there's no fun stuff on the back of their cereal boxes. Canadians have the worst, worst <laughs> cereal life ever. Anyway, but but frosted. I was one of those weird kids that loved frosted mini wheats. It is so good. And and this is the the cinnamon, the the brown sugar. Oh, <gasps> I don't think we have that in the states. It's so good though. <laughs> I'm gonna go on the hunt. On the hunt. All right, Aubrey. What what are we cereling this morning? So I had a friend pick me up some cereal, right? But um, I guess they didn't understand the, the assignment. So I have a giant box of kicks. <laughs> I love like, kicks. Like it's enormous. And come on. Kicks, pows. Okay, it's Batman, right? Kicks. kicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like this is family size. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna be giving this box to somebody probably because I'm not gonna be able to finish this by myself. But on the back. But, yeah. It's a game. It's a game, like an actual game, guys. So, like, when you're sitting at the table, I don't know if you remember being a kid and sitting at the table and there was nothing going on and some of us didn't have a TV. So, you're just, like, staring out the window. Oh, there's a game on the back of the box? <laughs> this is perfect. It gives I you love instructions, it. guys. Okay? And you get to play a game with the back of the box. Okay, there's a point system and everything. So this is a very interactive box right here. This is not a go online and pick out something. This is, you can enjoy your cereal and entertainment at the same time. And I haven't had kicks since I was 20-ish um, years old. Not telling how old I am. No, I don't care. I'm 40 oh, right. That but, was like, what, three years ago? Sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's it was three years ago. Not at all. But, you know, if you haven't already had kicks, it's rather bland, but. Oh, it's crunchy. Oh, it's crunchy. But, but what does kicks taste like? Nothing. Sugar. <laughs> it really tastes like nothing. You could, kicks is great for fruit and like in a Ziploc and you just, you know, like on the go. Like you can have coffee, you can have cocoa, you can have anything with it. It's very bland. There's no real flavor, but nutritionally, it's good for kids and adults. Aubrey, you sent your friend out for cereal, but what they brought back was a challenge. <laughs> it's gonna take me like Johnny length of time. It's gonna take a year to finish this. <laughs> well, so it's Ryan and Ryan and Cade, you, you may not have heard the news, but I, I only eat fun cereal on Saturday mornings. So I'll get a box. Like this is a family size box. This is also from Walmart. They're the ones that do the family size. And it will take me a year to eat that box because I only do one bowl a week. And um, so most cereals on this show get one taste test and then they go stale. But there's something about the Kellogg cereals that they stay fresh 
Kellogg's. Not a sponsor, but they could be. Now, Ryan, I know you reject the entire premise of the show, and you probably already uh, had your Honey Nut Cheerios this morning. No? No, uh, Johnny, I switched. Uh, a lot of things have changed in the last three years of my life. So at one point, I was on a Kicks kick. Then I switched over to Special K. You're welcome, Kellogg's. And then after that, I realized you can put these magical little things in a toaster oven, and then you can pour <laughs> syrup on top, and no one will ever Lego my your ego. So nowadays, <laughs> I'm eating six to eight Eggo waffles a morning, if not six protein-filled waffles brought to you by my good friend Kodiak, filled with buttermilk and vanilla flavored. Drop a whole bunch of log cabin syrup on top of it, wash it down with ice cold milk, and then you have a side dish of a plain bagel toasted with cream cheese. Ooh. So, so that, my friends, is what we call a complete breakfast. Well, not so, exactly. Not though. exactly. You did not pour the Mr. T cereal on top. Mm -mm. No, but I don't. I, I don't pity any fool that doesn't use that cereal, so I don't care. So, but Ryan, I plenty of waffles, plenty of bagels, and plenty of ice cold milk to wash it down with. You're welcome, America. Ryan, you have a magical toaster that toasts your uh, your eggle waffle all the way through. It's a toaster, oven, yeah. <laughs> it's, a toaster, it's, a toaster it's magical. Oven. Every time they come out, it, it's fresh as a daisy. You pour the syrup on it. You cut it up into little pieces with your uh, what is it called? A fork. That's what it's called. And then you just <laughs> What's it called? A fork. and then you're binge watching reruns of Hollywood Squares on your tablet every morning. It's a beautiful thing. By the way, I'm talking about the iteration with Tom Bergeron and Whoopi Goldberg, not the original. Ooh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I need to I need to see this magical toaster because I find that Eggo waffles don't, don't toast all the way through yeah. at my house. You, you are very are much right. You are very well, much okay, right. Okay, okay, okay. So Willow, this is a tip. Let them thaw out first. Mm. Put them in the refrigerator, not the freezer. Mm. And then they will cook all the way through or get an air fryer. By oh. the way, you guys, we got an air fryer and let me just throw this tip out there to you. Twinkies in oh. the air fryer. Really? Oh, that sounds delicious. Really? That sounds delicious. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is, according to this morning's sample, it will be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. That's a big Twinkie. That's I wanted to twinkie. say it's a big Twinkie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate. I beat you to it. You, you got it. I thought you were to... setting me up for the punchline. It's going it, it's to be hard out quoting the quote, Master. I'm just I'm saying. I'm trying to unquote you. To All right, Cade. Did you have any cereal this morning? Because obviously we can't see what you've got. No, since yeah, you're I don't animated. Have... You're in the digital world. <laughs> just like Samurai Cyber Squad, baby. I'm in. I'm in Toon Land. I come from Toon Land. <laughs> um, town? No, no, specifically two and land. The other one was copyrighted. Um, mm. I've got, uh, well, I didn't. Ha okay, so I didn't have cereal this morning, but actually, I had a note on your um on your cereal. I actually, I had the little Debbie, um, Johnny. I had the little Debbie. Um, what's it called? It's it's um, they are oatmeal cream pie cereal. Oh, I had you, that one. Oh. Um, so I, I love oatmeal cream pies, and I've been resistant to trying that cereal because I love oatmeal cream pies so much that I was afraid I would be disappointed like I was originally by the Nutty Buddy cereal. But the more I have this, the better it gets. And this is a solid four and a half bowls of cereal out of five. 
I would I would give this one a, okay, so for me personally, it would be more like a three for this one. Um mm-hmm. because I think that the um it, it wasn't like I didn't like the cinnamon because I love it, but it just sort of felt strong. Like it was it was very strong. Like whatever seasoning uh they were using in that was just um to the max core strong. I <laughs> And, and so, right. like, you have to—I don't know if it needed more milk, or or what, but it was just—it was kind of overpowering. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of cream flavor. I don't think they could get the cream flavor quite right. Yeah. Um, very, very much on the um, the actual like oatmeal side of things, and I guess they were just expecting the milk to fill the void of cream. Um, but it really isn't the same thing. <laughs> that is that is hysterical. So. Um, that is our breakfast cereal. What's in our bowls? What's in your bowl? You watching, post it as a comment because that is where we are in the show. We're going to go through some viewer comments. And I forgot, I forgot to mention our amazing theme song was performed by DL Memphis and the Murdering Crows. Get it on Amazon, iTunes, or Google, uh, their album. And we also need to thank our Cereal Box super friends, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, Dave Mattingly. They are contributors at patreon.com slash Cereal Box podcast. And if you did not hear the news, we launched a new Patreon campaign, a new Patreon page, and we are doing Patreon exclusive videos. And yesterday I posted up the first exclusive a review of Krampus, oh. a Yuletide adventure. The trade paperback graphic novel is part of Back Issue Breakfast Club. If you want to see more and learn more about Krampus, become a supporter at patreon.com slash cereal box podcast. The address is running along the bottom of the screen. So let's get to some viewer comments and we got a bunch because this is the third year anniversary, and so people are coming out to support us and be a part of the chat. Uh, Zentron says, R.I.P. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And Zentron also says, it's my town Christmas light turn on event today. We were ranked worst in the country last year and previous year. You know, you got to be proud of something. You got to be proud of something. And sometimes... Being the worst is is the way to go. Well, you need and, a nice princess. What's that? You need a nice princess. Yeah, an ice princess. Ice princess. And and if we were talking about Batman Returns, which is Probably. my favorite Christmas music or Christmas movie, Blasphemy. first day with my new tongue. <laughs> what? It, it, that's not your favorite Christmas movie, Ryan? Heck no. I can name 50 other movies that pump that thing. We're talking about Batman this morning, Ryan. Yes, I know. I thought, that, I thought we were supposed to be in theme. You gave me, that's you not gave a me grief movie. for not wearing a Batman t-shirt. But it, yes, I'm wearing a Batman t-shirt. Proudly, I might have. But Batman Returns is a Tim Burton movie. It's not a Batman movie. It's oh, different... I completely disagree. Oh, Tim Burton defined Batman. And yeah, without Tim Burton... The second one, he slept, but, you know. All right, all right. Oh, 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 Eli, Eli T. Cash says, good morning. Hashtag Gallatin, Tennessee, which nobody else knows about, Eli, except heard of that. for... Yeah, except for me. 
Uh. I, I live in Gallatin. Eli lives in Gallatin. The rest of the world watching is like, who cares about Gallatin? Nobody. All right. <laughs> Eli T. Cash says, complete chaos. Hashtag Joker must be on the loose. Hey, Batmobile lost a wheel and Joker got away. George Bueller says, good morning, cereal boxers. Good morning, George. And happy anniversary. Dave Mattingly says, good morning, cereal boxers. George Bueller says, Cade H. Hawkins, I'll be sporting my Jiggy t-shirt at the shop today. And he, what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is Cade's sidekick, Jiggy. And you can see Jiggy on Cartoon Commotion with Cade on a regular basis. And I think actually even Jiggy has a little uh, song and dance he does. He's a Fantastic. very talented banjo player. Bodacious banjo playing as always, Jiggy Bud. I love it. Bodacious. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and Dave Mattingly says, oh, I just lost it. We just got a what they call a comment dump. Wow. We got a bunch of comments. Um, we might not get through all these, but Dave Mattingly says, I, I lost it. I lost. I don't know where it went. I went. Oh, no. Where it went. But Dave, Dave, Jason, Dave, comment again. Dave. I'll, I'll see it in a minute. Jason XO659 says, guess who's back? Back again. Jason's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, either Aubrey or, or Willow is commenting back to our comments in the chat. So that might that be might me. Be Ryan. That might oh, be me. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was commenting. I didn't realize it was making me. Kate's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Kate's the Wizard yeah, of Oz. Yeah. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And we, when you do that, it, it posts that comment to all four of our outlets, so it shows up four <laughs> times in the, in the side screen. I am making our comment sections very lively. <laughs> That's funny. That's, That's funny. a good word to use, Kate. Lively. He's he's the blame. Line. You might even Dave, call it animated. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I understood that reference. Dave Mattingly says, one year is good vintage for Nutty Buddies. Apparently so. One year. And uh, they're so fresh. I, what? Again, I asked the question, Willow, of Kellogg's. Is that the quality or the chemicals? A little bit of AMD. <laughs> And Eli T. Cash says, Nutty Buddy Cereal, Suspenseful Music, Try Me, Try Me, Defy, Obey the Curly Top, Live Deliciously, Johnny. <laughs> Eli, you're so weird, man. You're so weird. And uh, Dave Mattingly says, This week I've been snacking on Aldi's Strawberry Shredded Wheat. Very tasty. So, and Dave Mattingly says, Johnny, you're saying that French is not fun. Um, French can be fun, as in French fries, um, French crullers, French kissing. That's that's a lot of fun, but um, <laughs> it's no fun. French toast. Wait a minute, French, French toast. Kissing, we're allowed to eat that in the Crilly Show. We're allowed to say that. I thought that was illegal. I, I do have to say, like, I, I know a lot of people consider French to be the romantic uh, language, but 
coming here to Canada and hearing the, the broken English French accent from people <laughs> is not sexy. <laughs> oh, it's not. Okay. Willow, do you speak French? Uh, maybe uh, about the only thing that I know in French is who cut the cheese, and I learned that from uh, Freakazoid. Oh, nice. That's so nice. Well, so that's well. listen. Oh that, that is in in theme. So let's hear it. Oué, coupé, le fromage. Congratulations. I don't know where I'm going to use that ever. You're never going to use <laughs> on this show. On this show, he also did like conversational Norwegian. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Eli T. Cash says, eating frosted mini wheats right now, actually. Hashtag weird it up. Hashtag bring the noise. And Dave Mattingly says, kicks ball. That's what Aubrey has, kicks ball. I, and, I don't know. Every time we say, every time we say ball, Aubrey gets broken. Yeah, we have to take a shot every time. Uh, no, 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 we are not that tri channel. No, no, we could, no. We could if we so, go on sensor. Oh, you guys have never seen me drunk. This is not a good idea. You no, know, and that's not happening on Saturday mornings. Kicks mm. taste a little Saturday bit like me. Rice Krispies, says Dave Mattingly, but with even less flavor. <laughs> and Eli T. Cash says, Kick cereal be Blandsville. It's not. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> And, Does it uh, taste like nothing to you, though? I don't care. To me, so no, like Ryan. like uh, Ryan said, it's it's his. He, he likes it. So like, no, what, a long what does it time taste ago, like? I was eating it every day. But I'm just saying, which my cereals every couple of years. So so yeah. So Ryan is one of those people who finds something and does not deviate from it for a long time. So for, for a year, it was like or two, it was like Honey Nut Cheerios. It was. And and now and then before that, I guess it was kicks, or was that after <laughs> the honey nut Cheerios? Yeah, it was. It was kicks, and then before that it was special K. Nowadays it's either Eggo waffles or Kodiak waffles dipped in log cabin syrup. Hashtag not a sponsor. Covered in Mr. T cereal? No, it's not. Get off the whole Mr. T thing. I've never had it. Get off my back about it. Jeez. Shame. For no, shame. There is no shame. <laughs> I pity the fool that don't eat my cereal. Exactly. I pity the fool that don't eat my cereal. Yeah, that was the good day at the office. For that, that was a good one, too. That was that was, that, that was my, my Pee Wee Herman imitating. Ha! That Mr. was good. Yeah. That was that good. good. Where is yeah. That was actually yeah, like a spot on like phone. impression of an impression. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, Miss Pee Wee Herman is one of the few impressions that I do really well. Someday oh. I'll have to do a full we'll thing. Be missed. We'll we be should. Missed. Johnny and I should do a duet. Yeah, be fun. All right. Dave Mattingly says Ryan is a true breakfast yes, connoisseur. I am. Oh. Thank you. Speaking speaking of waffles that. and and pancakes, yes, I, I should have brought it up this morning. Yesterday at Ollie's, get it for less. Oh, yes. For a dollar ninety-nine. I bought a box of cinnamon toast crunch pancake mix. Ooh. I'm gonna make it this morning for the family yeah. after the show. It sounds delicious. Kind of cool. It sounds wonderful. Yep. Can we have some? Can you just can you share the rest of us? You know, we really need to make that invention where you can share food across the interwebs somehow. Yeah. 
Yeah. A, a teleporter for food. Let's make that a reality. Maybe if shipping wasn't so expensive, we could just mail it to each other. Shipping wasn't so expensive, Cade. Yeah. So, true story. Willow, I think we sent you some cereal, didn't we? Couple, yeah. Like, last um, year? Uh, last year? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we, we uh, sent... I got, like, the Halloween cereals from... Uh, from you guys. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to know how much shipping was for that one box of cereal? Um, 40, I, $48. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. he said, he's, he asked you if you wanted to know, but then he told you anyway. Yep. But, but, <laughs> but here's, this is here's why. the thing. Here's the thing with it. Like, uh, it looked like the, bo like the box itself was it was kicked. damaged like there was a huge hole in it it looked like someone ran into it with, with one of the, yeah uh, it looked like someone had rammed into it uh with something sharp <laughs> it, it would it would be cheaper the, it would it would be less expensive than sending willow boxes of cereal through the through the post office if we literally flew bought a plane ticket Flew to the Canadian border and stood at the border and threw boxes of cereal over the border to Willow. It would cost less okay, than Willow. Here's we another one. The, we could use the kidapult from Richie Rich. Let's use the kidapult. Yeah, I love that. The launch. <laughs> that was so good. Does anyone remember the kidapult? Yes, yeah. yes, I loved that movie. Fun movie. That's a fun little movie to go back to. Jason XO six five nine says yeah. the air fryer. Is a gift from God. I prefer the toaster oven, but okay. And George George Bueller says toaster strudel in the air fryer is the bomb. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think you need to try some waffles in the air fryer, mm -hmm. Ryan. Okay. Don't diss it till you try it. Mm. All right. If anyone wants to ship me over a uh, t a, uh, t a, a <laughs> thing, yeah, let me know. So well, Black so Friday big, sales are still going on, right? I'm sure going, you can pick one Monday up too, from <laughs> Big Lots. Big Lots has an air fryer for 19.95. Right now, oh. right now. I guess I know where I'm going after this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, he, he's going shopping for some new loot. Speaking of new loot, <gasps> when I was a kid, not only were the big bowls of cereal the thing. Oh yeah. We would reach into the box of cereal. <laughs> to pull out the prize and you guys know that next week starts pika palooza my birthday month i celebrate all month long i've got new loot to start sharing next week but this week i thought staying on theme with kind of the vintage feeling of the nutty buddy i would share this new loot i got this week you're gonna love this Ryan, Cade, everybody. So I got these are Hello. facsimile Ooh. comics. Ooh. So you, Willow and Aubrey, you've seen me share these before. Like where these are actual reproductions of the original as they were originally printed. Now, the difference with G.I. Joe number one is that it was originally published by Marvel Comics. It's now reprinted by image under skybound comics group but this is exactly Ooh, the way cool. it was published in 1980 something 
Um, I want to say, let me see. Does it say? It says somewhere. Oh, uh, uh, here, where'd it go? Um, it was originally published by, it doesn't say. Okay. 1982, 1982. So it is exactly, and this one is actually on newsprint, which is rare for these facsimiles. Normally they're published on, you know, high gloss new paper. Um, but the, the, the Skybound doesn't have all of the vintage ads. It has some of them, but like it has an ad for the new G.I. Joe series that just came out. But look, here's the G.I. Joe, the pit, a map of the pit. Basically, all Cobra had to do was read issue number one, and they knew all the, all the secrets of G.I. Joe. Um, so that's the original G.I. Joe number one. Now, Marvel does their facsimiles, and when they reprint them, they reprint them on new uh, glossy paper stock. This is the classic Days of Future Past. And John Byrne, um, Art Terry Austin on inks, Chris Claremont, writer. But look at this. The original ads that appeared in the book, including the official Star Wars fan club. You can mail away. You uh, sent sent $5 as a check or money order. $6 if you were in Canada. And uh, you got to uh, become a member of the Star Wars fan club. And um, this story is the uh, first time that we see um, old man Logan. And uh, he makes his entrance right here. Boom. Old man Logan. And this is, you know, it's, it's really funny, guys. So this Days of Future Past story was one issue. One issue in the classic run from... Claremont and John Byrne, and it was just a a couple of panel glimpse into the future. It wasn't even the full issue, because after Days of Future Past comes, we pop into the present, and we don't ever see it again. And yet, this story has captivated fandom since its inception. Um. It has become one of the most referenced stories in all of comic book history. And it has been the impetus for multiple spinoffs and even a movie. A couple of panels on a couple of pages. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. But both of these hit comic book store shelves this week. They're on shelves this week. Go check them out. Ta-da! Cool. Willow, you got any new funny, you funny got any prizes? Yep. All right. So <laughs> a couple weeks ago before I got sick, uh, I went to Toad in the Hall, which is a toy store downtown Winnipeg. Uh, it, it it deals with a lot of the vintage style tin type toys, and you can build your own dollhouses and stuff like that. Uh, Ooh, it, I love it, this. It's a, it, it's a lovely toy store. I love it. Um, so, <laughs> who here remembers Paper Dolls? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, look at this. Uh, 
and I'm a huge steampunk lover. So this is this is totally up my alley where you can dress up your oh, she's paper naked. dolls. Uh, that is not naked. In, that is underclothes. In All Victorian cool terms, that's steampunk. naked. <laughs> Here's a guy. Oh, and <laughs> also in his underwear. <laughs> So yeah, I, I love it. it socks. I mean, <laughs> this stuff is gonna give me all kinds of ideas for costumes and uh, yeah, and trinkets. Oh wait, to build, so. is is that is that a steampunk costume that isn't brown or gray? <laughs> it's blue and <laughs> has some green on it. So cool. So yeah. Um, if you guys ever get a chance to come down to Winnipeg, I will definitely show you uh, oh Toad God, in the Hall. So, yeah, th this is cool. I love this. Now so. I want to come to Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. All right, Miss Aubrey. Oh, it's my turn. Whoops, it's your I got turn. So into what... <laughs> it's cereal box prizes, new loot. What do you oh, got? I got so excited by what, what Willow was showing me, and it was like, Inches from the screen, like, ooh, okay, well, okay. So, into the box. Batman. Of oh, course. Of is course. this Batman and the Outsiders? And the Outsiders. That's correct. So, so, I loved this series as a kid. Okay, so there, so so there's some fashion. There's some action. There is a spiciness going on. Um, what issue is that? You, this is issue. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh wow, wow, wow! I can't really tell. It's a uh, part three. The truth about look about Looker transfiguration. I'm not. Well, wait, so it's it's in the right? top right corner. Right, right here, uh, Aubrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's in the right. 30, 30, 30. Issue number thirty. Okay. Right there. Okay, so we have a Voltron Force advertisement oh. in the back. Hmm. Full color, real pretty. Okay, and then right the first page, we have a advertisement getting ready. For the monogram for, mo models, yeah. Yeah, the old models. And next door, the first page for Batman and the Outsiders. Batman's getting into some stuff, okay? There, there's, there's some... Uh, some destiny going on with this character. Um, I will say I did read this comic in full. And um, I, okay, well, let's fast forward to the end because I'm one of those people. There's the next comic to come out in this series. Full transformation with that character. So, you know, and then of course I had to show off another one of the awesome minis because um, loot, you know, when you get to go to one of those small toy shops, look at that. So, so mask is yeah. uh, rumored to be part of the Energon universe, the GI Joe Transformers Ooh. universe. Um, and, and, you know, it's a much beloved series and toy line, but as a kid, I never had mask. I don't remember watching mask. Check this There's out, Clark guys. Kent. A yeah. year subscription. Year so, subscription. I miss this? these ads. I miss these ads. Like, I'm that person, okay? Yeah. We're talking about shops that no longer exist anymore in these addresses and these ads, okay? 
they can only do reprints of these guys. They can't do, and there's a lot of ads in this one. Look at Buster Gold. Come on, who doesn't know Buster Gold? If you don't know Buster Gold, you don't know comics. Okay. Well, so so I I love the ads. I miss the ads, um, but you know even more than that, I miss subscriptions. I miss getting comics in the mail at my house. Okay, I, I never oh. got them in the mail. I was the oh, kid who added up all of my little pennies and quarters, and was like, okay, I can afford this magazine, and 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 that. Nope, no, I'm putting all those back so I can get this comic and this comic and this comic, and then the rest is for when I go to the um, pinball machine because I will win that, which I never did. But it was really fun trying. <laughs> well, it was funny. I was like 12 years old when I found out that Archie Comics, Marvel Comics, and the Barbie magazine all came from the same place. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Ryan oh, is God. waiting patiently. He's, he, on, he, hates, <laughs> he, he hates how we're handling those vintage comics, Aubrey. Ryan's oh. having a little come apart inside himself he's like oh the collectors oh, it's are from dying 1985 by the way just just one more thing 1985 ryan, do you do you have any prizes ryan. ryan do you have any prizes from the uh cereal box this morning uh not at the moment but i am proud to say i support uh small business owners because i bought some of their stuff during the uh you know the weekly uh version of sales that they're doing right now you know considering we're in the middle of what is known as black friday and also today's small business saturday so make sure you support small businesses while you're at it uh but yeah so bottom line is i don't have anything to sh share here in the flesh physically but guess what stay tuned to our social media and you'll you'll find out some of the greatness that's, that's coming your way very soon but okay. um fun fact about mask though uh, one of the first interviews we ever conducted on our channel was with doug stone who voiced oh. matt tracker on that television series so cool so if you want to go back and relive your childhood Go ahead and watch our interview with Doug Stone, who was Matt Tracker from Mass Mobile Armored Strike Command. Yes, I was. I, this was long before my time, but I still know things. So, I yeah. love it. I love it. Cade, you got any prizes from the cereal box this morning? I do. I do. But quick shout out. Um, you know, since it's Small Business Saturday, why don't you, you know, go be a super friend on patreon.com slash cereal box podcast. Donate a little bit to the show. Help we this thing keep on rocking because it's awesome and we need your support. All right. I love that, Cade. Thank you so much. Right on. Right on. So I actually do have a couple things. I do. And I got mm -hmm. some pictures for you. Now, this one, this one's a little bit older and I'm going to describe it for people in the audio version uh, in particular. We have a custom pop figure of both me and my co-host, Jiggy the Piggy. And his banjo, this was gifted to us, gifted by a super fan. And you can see they got they got his likeness pretty spot on. I mean, he's even got the banjo in his hands. It's awesome. So well, and I, I gotta ask, Jiggy, what do you think about this? <laughs> he thinks that the he, he liked the color of, of the the banjo it matches very very much um very much with his own um so yeah he he actually suggested that i put it in a a really solid plastic i have not gotten the solid plastic case quite yet <laughs> but it's in a very secure position it's no longer on my desk here um thank you so much i was so excited to get it because it's like you know a custom pop figure it feels like you made it <laughs> <laughs> I got this too. 
this was accidentally oh. purchased. It oh. is. <laughs> I say accidental. It really was an accidentally accident. purchased. It really I mean. was an accident. So, uh, Michael um, Pervone, I think his name is Pervone on Twitter, told me he reached out. He's like, "Hey, man, I don't know if you knew this, but there's actually a Here Comes Garfield album out there." And I'm like, "What? What? I?" I never had the album, so I wanted the album. I was like, because he told me there's some there's some very specific tracks on here, like um, uh, "Move Me" by Desiree Goyette. Um, that was on here, and there's this one about roller coaster. Life is just a roller coaster ride. Like some of these songs were not in the 1982 "Here Comes Garfield" special, so I of course bought it. And I thought, because I'm pretty sure the listing said it was a CD. So th this is a record, and oh, it is so awesome. Cool. It um, is awesome. So, so, uh, Cade, um, when Here Comes Garfield came out, there yeah. was no such thing as CDs. Oh, okay, well that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe they put it on after a while, you know, or even a cassette. <laughs> it may have it may have ended up that way, but I had this record. Uh, when awesome. I was a kid, I, I had this record and I sold it at a garage sale for 25 cents. Oh, oh wow. It's probably no. worth 50 times that now. No. Yeah. Oh. Worth 50 oh, wow. grand. You just walked away from 50 grand. Well, I don't know about that. I paid eight bucks. Mm. Oh, well, that's awesome. Well, yeah. On, yeah. On the market, that's, about... that's a different color. It might be worth more. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's worth like a lot to me. I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, speaking of collectibles and... Uh, New loot prizes from the uh, cereal box. We've got another three-year anniversary message from Hitchhiker Toys. Check this out. Hey, it's Jamie at Hitchhiker Toys. Just wanted to wish back at the cereal box a happy third anniversary. We appreciate everything you do for the community, our store, and your podcast. If you haven't visited us in White House, Tennessee, we hope that you can swing by. We're also available online, hitchhikertoys.com. They are Awesome. That that is one of those stores that every time you go in, you see something that you need. Do you know what I mean? You, you cannot leave there empty-handed. Uh-oh. Um, love that place. Love that place. And by the way, New Loot was brought to you by the Tales of the Decoverse book series available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get books. And ladies, gentlemen, it is time for our main topic, Saturday matinee movies, the movies that you watched on the living room floor, curled up in a blanket on the floor in the beanbag chair with pillows stacked around you. And this is brought to you by Nightly Spirits, nightlyspirits.com. Use my promo code JohnP667 for holiday hauntings. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. And this week on Saturday Matinee Movies, we are talking about one of Willow's all-time favorite movies. We are talking about Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. And I thought I had a show card here, but this will do Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. And um, Willow... Cade saved me a bunch of time and sent me screenshots. Um, so if you will, Willow, I'm going to give you first crack at this. 
Okay. Um, talk about why you love this movie so much. And as you do, I'm just going to flip through some of the screenshots mm -hmm. as you chat. But tell us about Mask of the Phantasm. All right. So <clears throat> I became a huge fan of this particular movie uh, growing up in foster care. And that is me in my uh, Phantasm costume. Um I do need to upgrade it a little bit, but the mask <laughs> is actually a, a Slipknot mask. Uh, it's what I uh, what I saw at uh, the costume shop uh, when building this costume, and I'm like, okay, that's close enough. I will, yeah, I will get it. I just had to mod modify it uh, just a little bit, but not too much. Um, but uh, I think this, uh, I. I I had a lot of uh, my friends uh, very happy to see this costume. Not many people do this costume, I've noticed. So I uh, I'm so happy that I got a chance to build it. Uh, the um, <laughs> the scythe or the sickle. Um, <clears throat> my husband uh, made it out of a, a rubber ball <laughs> at the end. And uh, like some kind of uh, tumbler thing. I'm not sure what he used for the tumbler, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it. If I were to punch a wall, it would definitely bounce back at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, the cape itself is uh, made from uh, a hobbit cape, so it could double as uh, as a hobbit costume as well. Um, and then yeah, just normal rubber gloves and uh or like kashmir gloves and uh uh black shirt and black pants um but uh what what was it that by, attracted by me to this movie well oh, by comparison sorry. aubrey uh, or willow so here's willow's costume here's the real thing nice nice i mean that's pretty dang close yep I yeah. have to modify the the hood so that it actually stays up a little bit. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. So <laughs> tell tell us about Mask of the Phantasm. Um, the art is what draw it drew me to this movie. Um, it, it very much it has like the Batman animated feel to it, but with more of a serious serious tone to it. Uh, definitely adult themed. Um. I mean, I was, what, 10 when this movie came out? 12 when this movie came out? Um, but I don't know. It's something about it just I, I loved. And uh, the script, the the writing, the whole cinematography of it, everything. Like, even the music is is beautiful in this. Um, it's, it's one of those movies that is like a tearjerker as well. Um, so if you're a serious uh, comic collector or uh, Batman, to be be very aware that you may cry during this movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I just wish that there was more to this character uh, with the uh, with the Batman series. Johnny, you're muted. You're you're one who wanted to see more of the Phantasm after this movie. Yes. Yes. So so we're not going to spoil it just yet. If you've not seen this movie, there are some surprises um that happen along the way and we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute. So um 
as Ryan Permisson pointed out, this came out in 1993. Um, it is by the same creative team as Batman the Animated Series, uh, written by Paul Dini, um, illustrated by Bruce Tim and um, his whole team, um, voiced by Kevin Conroy as Batman, Mark Hamill as the Joker, and of course we were introduced to the new character, the Phantasm. And <clears throat> this is a story where the Phantasm is murdering criminals and Batman is getting blamed for it. And um, a rogue uh, a rogue police force led by uh, what's his name? Uh, help me help me Ryan Detective Bullock. Bullock. Harvey Bullock. Yeah. They 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 about take out the Batman in this, which again, rewatching this surprised me that the Batman was so easily cornered. And anyway, um, because Bullock doesn't strike me quite as the competent cop, but um, that's just me. Um, and uh, you know, I, I watched this movie on a blanket on the floor on a Saturday afternoon. Um, or I should say tried to watch this movie. Um, it was, it was, uh, a movie that, uh, my then my, my current wife, but then girlfriend and I tried to watch when we were in college, tried to watch. And, um, I, I didn't remember very much about it. Hmm. I wonder why. But, um, <laughs> I wasn't but, aware that this was a, ro a romantic makeup movie. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now. Um, but, uh, Ryan but, no, but, but so, so the reason, you know, she, she wanted, I wanted to watch it. She wanted to watch something with me because, you know, we were into each other. Anyway, that's a whole nother story for another <laughs> show. But um, Aubrey, I'm assuming you you saw this when it first came out and you watched it again. Like Cade, you've got pages and pages of notes. Okay, so, okay, 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 yes, yes, sorry. So, Willow, you do know that she comes back, right? Yeah, later on in the series. Uh, okay. There, I, okay. I, I know that there was one, uh, uh, there was also a Batman Beyond uh, episode mm -hmm. yes. as well. I was going to say, she is actually... Andrea Beaumont actually bounces in and out of this story of Batman, like quite often, actually, guys. Um, first That's of all, who we're talking about Andrea. Yes, Andrea Beaumont. Um, she is a uh, very talented, well, rich girl. This just she just is okay in this story, but she is more than that. When I say very talented, she is a badass. We watch in this movie as she takes a brand new, not quite yet fully suited Batman and puts him on his bum um, on the grass in his lawn as Alfred goes, oh, sir. And then I like, I like how many times in this movie did he, Alfred had to walk away with the tray because they were busy. Um, no, three or so, four, yeah. Yeah, right. So like definitely a romance for Batman and you see Batman really struggle. And this is like in every Batman movie, obviously we see the heartache. Ugh. We see the tears, we see the childhood trauma again and again and again. If you have childhood trauma, veer away from Batman. If you cannot 
handle the PTSD um, flashbacks or whatever. <laughs> but in this movie, Batman is torn up and there's this girl talking to her mom. And by the way, when she drives away, she's still talking to mom. So, <laughs> but you know, this, this woman is very talented in many different worldly ways that most people who are not, you know, blessed with a rich family cannot accomplish. But something happens to daddy. And I don't want to spoil either because this movie is worth the watch. And if you haven't heard of Andrea Beaumont and you haven't heard of this character, I mean, the Phantasm is a beautiful creation. I know. Okay. okay. Wait, wait, go back. Go back to Joker just for a real quick. Okay. Come on, guys. I love the Joker. Do you see the fierceness on this redhead's face? <laughs> she is going to wring this man's neck if she can physically. She also almost dies in the brand new Batman motorcycle. What is it called, guys? I don't remember. Uh, that the Bat Cycle. I think the Bat Cycle gets destroyed. Like Batman must love her. Come on, guys, because like that, that, that we didn't see like but minutes of that thing before it was destroyed. Um, there's a lot of continuity things I will say about this movie. Um, timey wimey stuff. If you're a fan of um, Doctor Who, there's a lot of timey wimey. Um, when this movie takes place in the timeline is like between 92 and 94. There, there's a lot of discussion about that, actually, as to exactly when this happens. But if you look in the movie, if you like tidbits, there's a newspaper article. By the way, these producers, these, these, these designers, these writers, they, ha they have little bits of like 1990s and 1980s sprinkled all over this animated series and the comic. So well, it's so kind of convoluted but we in, well, in well, there well, so 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 aubrey let me let okay. me stop you right there so the exact term for that style aesthetic is diesel punk they they blended elements from the 1930s and 40s mm -hmm. with technology from the 80s and 90s yeah. to create um a diesel punk aesthetic and if okay. people that's my thing i love diesel punk um and hosted the diesel punk podcast for 10 years and so people who are into diesel punk consider batman the animated series to be one of the quintessential diesel punk properties so continue okay, okay so um go back if you want to um if you have already seen this movie and check out the fact that not only do we have the original voice actor um for uh some of our uh, favorite joker moments mark hamill but we also have Arlene Sorkin, rest in peace, our beloved Harley voice that we will never have the same identical again. Yes, we can get other copycats, but no one will be the same Harley. Um, and she was playing Bambi in this movie, a little little black haired girl that was uh, dancing on the piano at one point, you know. But well, I will say that there is a lot of little tidbits uh, in the newspaper article. You get a quote. Um, and uh, uh, Brandemsky Press, um, someone is, uh, someone's innocent, you know. Um, and then there's some tidbits here and here. There's a WB symbol um, in the cemetery at one point, um, which is why we have our cemetery background. Because, um, but also, you know, if, if you take aside all the little tidbits, yes, the Wayne, Wayne Mourning is going through this whole story. And honestly, you know, I'm going to put, put the details down. I love the music. Also, Willow. Um, I love the voice actors. I think um, having Aubrey, the original. 
Yes. Aubrey, did you say that the newspaper was Rainomsky Press? Yes, that's that's what it says. It says that's that awesome because that's Rydomsky the director of the movie. Yep. Yep. Eric Rainomsky. Yep, and it says I'm innocent. <laughs> that he argues he's innocent about something. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's there's lovely sarcasm. We've got the petulant child, um, uh, um, a Batman being reminded by Alfred that he had his bum changed by him. That was a that was a good moment. Oh, he um, is a sassy bat dead butler. Yes, he is. So, so, so I want to, I want to pick up on something you just mentioned, mm-hmm. Aubrey, um, talking about Bruce Wayne and dealing with grief and trauma. And I thought this was completely out of character for Bruce Wayne. Um, what? He, the, he, that he was considering giving up, everything he did as the Batman here, he is taught at the grave of his parents because he is torn over his duty to his pledge to his parents versus his desire to want to be with, uh, with, with Andrea. And I just felt like that was way out of character for him. Okay. But, so I, I would like to ahead, address Kate. that also. Yes. If you don't go mind. ahead. Kate. Um, it's it's actually not just about Andrea here. It's about the actual commitment to the role of the Batman. Mm-hmm. So yep. according to an interview with Time Magazine, I want to say the writer on this movie was, he really understood the material. One, one of the writers, apart from Alan um, Burnett, was Michael Reeves. And Reeves noted in this interview that the line at Bruce's parents' grave, when he, when it, he comes out to them to, to talk and asked them to be able to give up this vendetta, he says, I didn't count on being happy. Now, yeah. that line in particular is what we need to zone in on here, homies. We got we to gotta focus in on that line. I didn't count on being happy. Because Reeves noted that this was a pivotal moment for Bruce's tragic life, denying himself the opportunity to live a normal life. So, um, she, Andrea does not just represent love here. She also represents any any ounce of normality that Bruce could potentially have. Yeah, he is literally denying this part of himself at, towards the end of the of um, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the end, but sort of in the the culmination of all these events. He denies himself this chance of normalcy. So this was him begging for the chance of a normal life. But it did set up the eventual commitment to the role of the Batman. And to us at Cartoon Commotion, Jiggy and myself, <laughs> we, um, we believe that this take on Batman is the one true, authentic, and definitive version of the character because of this line. The fact that this movie zones in on the most legit, important part of Batman's core identity, his morals, his code as a crime fighter, this distinction between his actions and evil. The justification for his method of justice, the fine line between him and the path of pure vengeance that his lost love took, him becoming Batman and Andrea, well, spoilers, as a homie once told us, the bittersweet tragic love story of Batman was this movie. This was the death of a normal life for Bruce and the beginning of a legend. That was really good, Cade. How long did you rehearse that? Um, that's not rehearsed. I actually had a whole video on it. <laughs> that, that was a that was a quote. That was a quote from a movie. I was hoping oh, you my would bad. pick up on it. That's okay. <laughs> I but, totally but, slipped on that. No, that's okay. But 
Jiggy gave me hell about that too. So anyway, um, <laughs> no, that was a that was a line from uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, like, okay. between, uh, oh, my bad. Yeah, between George Clooney and and Brad Pitt. Sound a little rushed. Um, did I rush it? Did I rush it? No, you don't. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I need a writer. Yeah, would pick yeah. that. Dude, up. That was yeah. a great dude. That whole spiel about him taking down the house and stuff like that's just I love that speech. So good. Yeah, yeah, and and Brad Pitt says that was really good. Did you rehearse that? Sound sound like I rushed it. Did I rush it a little bit? No, you didn't rush it. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was good. Anyway, good. so uh, Ryan. Your yeah. thoughts on Mask of the Phantasm. Well, and before you before you answer this, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. I, I asked you this before we went live. As a kid watching oh, yeah. this, mm -hmm. did, did the revelation of who the Phantasm really was, or yeah, wait, is that right? Who, she, who it was, yeah. did it surprise you? Did it shock you? Or did you see it coming a mile away like I did? Uh. Well, first time I saw the movie, which was many, many years ago, it's AKA 30 years ago because we're dating ourselves. <laughs> but that's okay because when you're a kid, you don't understand how the world works. You don't know how things work when you're six, seven, eight years old. You don't know what's going on. So the first time I saw this epic film, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, really? Because, you know, up to this point, I mean, granted, I was watching other TV series at the time, don't get me wrong. But I was under the impression that everything that happens in Gotham is committed by dudes because there's a lot of killing. But, you know, to see that it was spoilers for a movie that turns 30 next month, we'll be doing a 30th anniversary watch along for that, by the way. So stay tuned for that, fellas. Everyone's invited to be in the chat for that, of course. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I was shocked. I couldn't believe my eyes. But now when you watch it 30 years later, and I watched this last night, hashtag research purposes, I... Um, I, yeah, you can see it coming a mile away because the flashbacks kind of give it away too. But at the same time, it's a heck of a movie and it impacts you, it hits you, you know, in the beginning, the middle, and the end too. And the other thing is voice casting is everything. It's perfect. I mean, who would have thunk that a young up and you know, young woman known as Dana Delaney not only voices what was her name? Anne, Andy, Andrea. Yes, Andrea Beaumont, you know, goes from playing that to Lois Lane. In less than what two three years in the same universe between the bats and the soups, that's insanity, insanity, well, and that's called also it's also it's called range. So well, but well, her right. voice yeah. is so perfect though. It is. I mean, it she is. kills it, it in every job. single role that Dana Delaney has done, voice casting wise. Live action, I haven't seen too much of your work, Dana. I'm sorry. Ooh, I got a little bit of homework. No, I'm not saying she's bad in live action. I'm just saying I haven't seen a whole lot of her work. Okay? What, 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 what was me, that? What was don't that TV show that she starred on? China Beach, China. I don't, I don't know about that, but she was the love interest. She was the love interest in Tombstone with uh, Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. She was in a TV series that lasted two minutes, but probably should have lasted longer. Body of Proof, yes. Yes. which was on ABC. That was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Hashtag that's mm -hmm. not that franchise. But Dana Delaney's got range. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, playing the DID and in, in, uh, the first, you know, iteration of this movie. And then, like, later on, we find out who she really is. I'm like, dang. Man, Dana so, Delaney, how long have you been rehearsing this? <laughs> Man, woman. Was it rushed? Did I rush it? It felt a little bit rushed. Anyway. No, seriously. Um, no, it's a great film. It's a great film. Hand over fist. So so here's, here's a little secret. Yeah. Because I think I'm probably the only one on the show that is old enough to have seen it when it came out. This movie did not receive critical acclaim. Mm -mm. Fans did not like this movie. This it was panned. It, it flopped at the box office. Um, and for years afterwards, people maligned it 
as a horrible Batman movie mm. um, that people said it should have just been a single episode of the show. Um, and um, they, they held up sub zero as the superior Batman animated series movie oh. for years. Like and that. only in recent time has this become like a fan favorite. It, it's Rushmore. been like a flip. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. And, and I had the same experience when I saw it, when it was brand new. Of course, I saw it on VHS the year that it came out. The I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if it was theater or VHS because theater on VHS later. There, there was a serious problem that this movie it, it occurred to this movie. The, I guess you could say is executive issues. <laughs> um, well, I don't remember it playing in a theater near you me. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It came and went with a whisper. It, yeah, it, it went only into... played. Go yeah, ahead. It came out. Sorry, it only played uh, like a select few theaters. Yeah, and it was like Christmas weekend and the week after that, and then it just went away because it bombed, didn't make any money, no one cared. There was no, there was little to no marketing for it at all, and then it, it became a huge home video, which is how me and my, you know, everyone sitting in this table. Oh yeah, found it. I saw it on VHS. VHS. Yeah. I saw it on VHS. It probably, probably. Oh, I've seen this movie probably thirty. 40 times. Um, Ooh, that's more than me. Wait, what about you, Ryan? How many times have you seen it? I think Kate and I are in the same ballpark because I, I remember watching this quite a bit when I was a kid. And then as I got older and a little wiser, and as you can see, I'm the scruffy looking nerve herder um, with this good looking nice. beard, by the way. So uh, it's no shave, no them beard. It, it, yeah, but I will say this I'm going to give you a, a spoiler for our viewers and our listeners. This is going away to, uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh. So I'm going to yeah, look 15 insane. years younger. Oh no! The next time you see me, so I'm sorry to disappoint Willow, you. Know, how many times have you seen this? this look? Ryan, you already look so young. It's gonna be you're no, gonna I be don't. like really, really young after this. I know. So I'm this is like why Ryan is the great derailer. Willow, how many times have you seen this movie? <laughs> uh, I probably saw it. Oh, a good thirty some odd times. So oh, <laughs> as okay. a kid. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think I lost count because it, this is what it, it, it it's like, even with Beetlejuice. Like I, I went through a huge phase where uh, I'd watch this movie uh, when it, it was like it was like one of my depression movies. Like whenever I felt like down in in the dumps or something, this movie it was that movie that I that throw in and just like mope <laughs> through. <laughs> um, but. Uh, and then as years progressed, I'd, I think I'd watch it like once every year. Uh, so, yeah, I think now I I kind of kind of just watch it whenever I get a chance to. I've one. seen it exactly two times. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. You got to boost those numbers up. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I saw it, it when it originally released on VHS. Didn't watch it again until this week. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's like watching that's... it all over again for the first time. Yeah, it really was because I didn't remember 90% yeah. of it. The only yeah. thing that I remembered was the reveal of who the phantasm was. Uh... And uh, we won't spoil it for those of you who are watching, but it's, 
Um, it did not take me surpri- by surprise. Did. Been out for 30 years. It's so hard. Yeah. It's really, <laughs> really, really hard to talk about the timeline of this movie without spoiling. <laughs> you know, you could just, you know, no, in, a, in a parallel universe, this is a standalone movie, in my opinion. Okay, okay. See, now that that's something that I want to address too, Ryan. I don't think so because of how the Phantasm comes back in Batman Beyond. It is definitely a canon event. It takes place in Batman's timeline. And Johnny, we're talking about like uh, how Batman, like how he was so easily taken down by the cops. There's, I've been, I'm pretty sure there's a very good reason for that. I believe, and, like, if we're looking at everything this movie was based on, that technically this is only Batman's third year as Batman. Mm-hmm. He's like just getting into the role. Early days. So, yep. like, yep. He, he's not yet encountered all of this. Some yep. of the things that he's encountered, he, you know, it's it's going to be kind of like clockwork. He He's used to thugs and criminals. He took down a whole ring of mobsters at the start of the movie. But, like, as things progress and he got into, like, the serious trap situation at that uh, construction site, he honestly didn't have a backup plan because he never ever expected that and then i believe from that moment on is where he pretty much has a contingency for every contingency <laughs> so this is when harvey bullock was smart and he knew what he yeah. was doing at the cop before yeah. he went on a yeah. strict diet of coffee and donuts <laughs> <laughs> he had a huge right. amount of brains and brawn to take out batman because no, he had actually, like 50 dudes at the i want to say i don't right? think he was very smart in this i just think that he he was he, was, he had a vendetta he, he had a driven. goal and this movie is literally all about vendettas and goals. It is yeah. all about it's like from like the start read. to the end of the movie, it is about vengeance. Mm-hmm. There's an entire speech by Alfred at the end of the movie uh, where he he explains the plot verbatim to Batman. He's just like, mm-hmm. listen, there's there's um I do not want to spoil the movie <laughs> if I if I say the the word for word yeah. line, but basically it's uh the quote is um about falling into the abyss of vengeance yes and the idea is that bruce took a path that was like i guess i guess you would say was the more difficult path to take because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just become completely Mm -hmm. consumed by vengeance Mm -hmm. instead of choosing justice so that that's what for me that's what this is and and for jiggy too (laughs) and um Going back a little bit, we want to talk a little bit about how the movie was originally intended to be just a VHS, direct to VHS release. So this was actually, the original film was cut and storyboarded, framed for a square television at the time. Mm -hmm. It was definitely not theater material. Uh, They never planned on it releasing in a theater, so it's no wonder... That's why that it, it feels had, like an episode of the series. It was. They they literally, I think it was, I think it was Alan... Um, or it was either Alan Burrett or Michael Reeves in a in another interview said that it was supposed to be just an extended episode for TV release. But what happened was they were off in, I want to say it was Asia, wherever they were doing the animation. There was like between Asia and some other place. And they got a call from the executives at Warner. They're like, no, we want to we want to put this in theaters. And it was like towards the end of production. So they're like, hold up we we don't have any of this prepared for theater (laughs) and and they're just like we don't care and they so they stretched out the aspect ratio and that's why all these screenshots are actually in wide frame those were originally just square and um 
they pushed it into theater release for that um for this being like the biggest the the first ever uh feature length film of Batman the animated series in, in an animated environment and uh for that reason it bombed at the box office it was really we mentioned it was due to a lack of advertising and nobody you know if nobody knows a movie's going to happen and plus it's a christmas day in released in 1993 mm-hmm. like who's why why would anyone make the you know the journey out to see this movie if they didn't even know it existed that mm-hmm. that's a problem yeah. See, and and I understand why they would do it on Christmas Day, because by the time this movie came out, Christmas Day had become a huge release day for movies. Um, There there are millions of families around the country, like mine, that Christmas Day movies is a tradition. We go to the movies on Christmas. Interesting. Um, so, So that is, you know, probably one of their reasons, but it was not advertised very well. It was had a limited release and it just, it was not accepted uh, fondly by the fan base. And even back then in 1993, um, you know, word of mouth spread quickly. We didn't have the internet back then to review bomb the Marvels hashtag great movie. Um, But, but um, you know, people the word got out quick hey don't bother just watch the show on tv Mm, so yeah and it was less than a year removed from batman returns yeah so everyone was still caught up in batmania brother you know and then this comes out and they're like "Eh, it's an animated series who cares well it's it was it was the solo of the batman ip because the other two were connected yeah because because no because solo a star wars story Came that out. Happened? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I, it, I didn't know that movie happened. It's actually a great movie. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <gasps> no, it's not. Hashtag yeah, it no, it's not. Um, yeah, hashtag it's, okay. it's Star Wars. Star Wars is oxygen. No, it's not. Okay, you can put it in so the corner. Just want to point out one thing really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested, if you've seen this movie and you're interested in what happens exactly after the end of this movie, where do Joker go? Where does Andrea go right after yes. this movie? If you want to know, Batman and Robin annual number one. The comic. Mm. Okay, number hang on. One. Writing this down. <laughs> Batman and Robin annual number one. That is, it picks up exactly where this movie lives off. Exactly. Now, hang on, hang on. Are we talking about the adventures the comic. of comic? The comic. Mm-hmm. But it, is Batman it, and Robin is annual. It, is it literally in the continuity of the animated series, though? Or are we talking about, are we talking about a regular comic? This like, movie from... picks up directly. Uh, this this well, movie it, stops that well, comic. Hold, hold, hold on, right hold on, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on, guys. So let, let's set the distinction because Cade is asking a very specific question uh-huh. because there was the Batman and Robin comic series, mm-hmm. but there was also a Batman adventures series mm-hmm. which was the animated version of batman and robin so here it is batman and robin adventures annual number one yes is okay, where so it is happened. adventures all right yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it seemed like every so that, every um distinction cartoon every cartoon based comic book usually starts with adventures <laughs> <laughs> The adventure. So, well, hey right guys, after we got that, some... Grayson is in college. Dick Grayson is in college. Right. When 
this story is happening. Yeah, and he's well, to have thoughts okay, for, so uh, that that does clear up some confusion because mm-hmm. um, I did want to talk about the timeline. Well, uh, well hold, hold on, let, let, let's get there in just a minute. But okay, let, let me just add that the Batman and Robin Adventures um, mm-hmm. is considered official canon mm-hmm. for the Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. So just Excellent. FYI. Now we got some viewer comments. I want to go through these. I don't want to. Uh, Ignore our uh, our fans. Uh, Jason XO six five nine says Batman the animated series dominated my neighborhood <laughs> at four thirty p.m. No one was outside. Mm-hmm. And Dave Mattingly says nice phantasm cosplay Willow. Thank Willow. you. You know it's interesting that it Jason so says that about four thirty p.m. Um, because Batman the animated series started as a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> series. Only uh, later did it move to Saturday afternoons. Fox Kids. Dave Mattingly says, James Gunn is a great choice for the new head of DC, but for a long time, I was hoping they'd put Bruce Timm in charge of the DCEU. And they did for a brief period. For a brief shining moment, he was the head of creative and then was let go. Mm. And... um, Oh, look, Ivy Roman is watching. Um, and she says, love you guys. Love Ivy Roman. Love you too, Ivy. We and you, uh, Ivy. and uh, Dave Mattingly says, quickly, to the bat pole. No, no. That was, that was, that was how, uh, anyway. That's an NC-17 comment. Yeah, that's because that's how I watched it. No. With, uh, no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, so Zentron says... Mm-hmm. about that Batman Beyond episode. It was epilogue. a Justice League episode that they crossed Batman Beyond into. It's called Epilogue. And next month, says says Dave Mattingly, will be the 30th anniversary of this movie, That's December right. 26, 1993. So um, had I known that before we planned this, I would have planned it closer to that anniversary. Okay, but, that's oh, what well. our channel's for. Yeah. Um, Tabby <laughs> Cat says... Game, <laughs> Tabby Cat says any movie is a makeup makeout movie if you try. I LOL. would disagree with that. No, no, I disagree that, vehemently. Well, that's because you don't have a girlfriend, Ryan. Whoa, um, way to throw me under the Tony. Dave that's, that's Mattingly rude. says even Mary Lou Henner did voice work on Phantasm. Who was she? Was she I one don't of the know. girlfriends in that scene? I don't know, but Tabby Cat says it really is the best Batman series. Talking about Batman the animated series, I disagree. But Some that's another that. episode. Um, and Dave Mattingly, like many of us, did not see this movie in the TV. cinemas, but I loved it when I saw it on TV later. Good stuff. And that's really where it built its fan base is on VHS and on TV oh, reruns. And it is currently available for free, as one of our viewers, Chris Goins, pointed out on Tubi. If you don't have HBO Max, you can watch it for free on Tubi. And you can rent it on Amazon, like I did. Yep. (laughs) And Eli T. Cash says, there's damsels and then there's dames. Andrea was definitely the latter. The (laughs) 90s had a hashtag pulp renaissance at the time with Mask of the Phantasm. The Phantom, The Rocketeer, and such. Yes. Jennifer Connelly. All, all diesel punk movies. Beautiful women, too. And Jason XO0659 says, my favorite part was when Batman knocked out the Joker's tooth when he hit him with a toy building. 
basically and they kept the continuity of the tooth missing wow yeah and dave mattingly says jason having batman and joker <laughs> as mini kaiju was a fantastic setting kaiju. totally yes. that was gorgeous <laughs> And Tabby Cat says, I literally wore out a VHS of Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It's not surprising. Not surprising. I believe it. Anyone. Need another and one. Eli T. Cash says, Mask of the Phantasm <laughs> was your visual Ben and Jerry's. Yep. Wow, that's an interesting way of yep, looking yep. at things, aren't, isn't it? For Willow. For Willow. Oh, for Willow, <laughs> it was Ben and Jerry's. Right. I'm sorry. That was your favorite ice cream back then. It was, and, and, it was strangely enough, it was a comfort movie. Same thing with the Beetlejuice. I don't know what it was. There's a million movies that are comfort food for us. There's well, a million movies. For me, make. it's planes, trains, and automobiles. Those aren't pillows. Okay. That Those movie makes pillows. me laugh out loud every single time. If I'm sick, I watch plane, trains, and automobiles, and I immediately feel better. Mm. And Eli T. Cash says, I'm glad you don't go full cray cray, Master Bruce. <laughs> And um, Dave Mattingly says, when you stare into the abyss, Batman <laughs> stares back at you. We lost Aubrey. We broke no, Aubrey. We, we, we broke Aubrey 50 times during the show. And no. Jason and I are now friends because whatever. he enjoyed Solo. Eh, whatever. Mm. You can be it's in your great little movie. corner. That's fine. It's a great movie. It's a very this is corner. my show. It's a great movie. Um. Use so, your own show to bash movies if you so wish. Oh, don't worry. We do it every week on the Nerdy Cantina. <laughs> and Zentron says, just a little note before I pop out, but it's been revealed that a lot of the Marvels... Oh, we're not going to... Anyway. Sorry, Zentron. We're not going to get into that political mm -hmm. uh, morass. Not live. Not live. Theories. We'll do it later in the comments. <laughs> we'll do it later off script. Eli T. Cash says, welcome to the club, Ryan. Apparently, Eli is not a fan of Solo either. Yeah, baby. And you're both wrong. Uh, the movie never happened, and no one asked for it. Honestly, I think it was okay. I mean... I mean, it had its moments, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, we didn't need this. No. My favorite part was when Solo met Chewbacca. Mm. My favorite. That was my favorite. You people have and, said that. And I think, I think the movie probably could have been even better if it just had a little bit more Solo in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's here's the thing about that movie. Ryan's right. Uh, um, nobody really asked for it. We didn't need it. We didn't need it at all. And I went into the movie with that mindset. I went in to watch it because it is Star Wars and Star Wars is oxygen. And I left the theater pleasantly pleased and surprised. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a great train heist movie. Heist. And I like that. I like that. So anyway, but we're not talking about Star Wars this morning. We're talking <laughs> no, about Batman next week, the animated series. Oh, Eli T. Cash says, "Welcome to the club." I was talking about not having a girlfriend, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> look, look, look! It'll happen one of these days. You know, I just haven't found my Andrea Beaumont yet. Okay, just let it go. Yeah, it, <laughs> hold on to that. Oh no, 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 no! You don't find Andrea. Andrea finds you. You should be in a cemetery, Probably. and you should be talking to a gravestone. Yeah, great. Yeah. There you go. Just there remember, you go. Ryan. There you go. Things just remember, ladies, part, before right? you start dating Ryan, you're gonna have to go through a vetting process by his yeah. big sister because oh. I, I don't want to see him. You're definitely. Hurt. You you might want to keep the beard on though, Ryan. <laughs> I'm just it'll saying. It'll grow back. It'll grow so, back. So 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 here's the thing. It happens all the time. For for you know, last week we talked about Transformers the movie. Yes. And the Autobot Cup. G one. 
being able to talk to the the uh, junk, uh, junk junkions, junk, junkions because he was able to speak TV. Yeah. Whoever dates Ryan has mm. got to be able to speak movie quotes. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. That's fair. That helps. There bring a playbook. I mean, if you want to like talk, bring... you know, that's a turn on for sure. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take things with a grain of salt because not every, no one is perfect. So you just oh, gotta... no. first date, oh, bring no. him a book, Ryan. Bring him a book. <laughs> I am you a know, book write it all down. Write it all hand. down. Bring it up to him and say, before we continue this process, you must agree <laughs> to the terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great conversation to bring up on the first date at the coffee shop for sure. <laughs> oh stewardess no man oh stewardess i, I speak st- movies i knew i understood what you're getting that with that dave that's Wait, from dave mattingly suggesting that ryan be dating him i don't i'm, I'm missing wait something. hang on what <laughs> no 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 i'm talking no, about man. when he goes on a date yeah andrea <laughs> Bowman will find me that's the key so are we implying according to eli t cash that chuck andrea is chuck norris, norris? You don't find Andrea. Be. Andrea finds you. She could be. It, you know, I mean, <laughs> my favorite Chuck Norris movie is Sidekick. So full disclosure. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, so guys, we we've we've picked this thing apart. We've shared our our views on Batman the uh, animated series, Mask of the Phantasm movie. movie. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um. I, I enjoyed it. It was better than Cats. I'll see it again and again. Anything is better than Cats. No, that's not true. I'm, I'm talking about the original stage musical production, Ryan. There is a difference. I was, no, I was there for the stage production. I was there. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. No, it's and not. We, we and we do not, we do not, we do not diss a masterpiece of theater like Cats on Back of the Cereal no, Box. No, no, no. no. no we like musical theater here. Don't we, Will? Memories I all alone in the moonlight. I can <laughs> smile at the old days. I was beautiful I like then. I like that show. I always mess up the lyrics on purpose. I like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So, you know, Cade, you'll appreciate this. Okay. I've, I've, in the back of my mind, I've thought I wanted to write a Broadway musical based on the infamous Donner Pass Crossing Party, mm-hmm. the Donner Party. With, and, and those of you who don't know what, like, Aubrey's looking at us like, what are you talking about, Naomi? Go <laughs> no, research the Donner. Yeah, the Donner Party. So, with great <laughs> hits like, Food, we have no food, but we can eat Larry or people, people who eat people are the craziest people in the world. Or that 11 o'clock number, memories, all that's left are her memories. Oh, my. Boy. The Donner okay. Party, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you're welcome. Johnny, Johnny, are you sure Ryan's the one that derails us? <laughs> no, seriously, Johnny puts me to puts me out to pasture when it comes to derailing stuff. <laughs> I anyway. haven't even gotten to talk about the timeline. <laughs> we do not condone cannibalism. The Donner musical, the real friends are the ones that we ate along the way. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what that means, nor do I want to know what that means. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's talking about eating your friends. That's not something I would ever do because no, I saw no. Silence of the Lambs and I'm just like, no. 
All right, no. all right. Talk about the timeline, Cade. Look at, look at Aubrey. We lost Aubrey for the 30th Talk time. Talk about the timeline of Mask of the Phantasm and then take us out. Well, well, if we if we don't have time, it's okay. But no, it's... no, we have time. We're we're this is an extra long episode for our What's the timeline. Did again? I tell you? Did I remind yes, you that you this have is our mentioned third year yeah. anniversary? Third year anniversary. Happy anniversary, cereal box. cereal box. Yeah. So so, Cade, what about the timeline? Okay, so I wanted to address it because Aubrey brought up the the newspapers, and I was just like, I did not think about looking at the newspaper because, like, I I watched through this thing like screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. All these screenshots are from watching the movie, and mm-hmm. and it's so it's like literal zooming in on specific key events and stuff. And I looked at newspapers. I did. Where, I want to know what newspapers you saw in this that because I am intrigued for dates and times specifically. I believe, as I mentioned earlier, that this happens in Batman's third year because because it is revealed that most of the film is based on the comic book arcs Batman year one and year two. And in year three, we get uh, introduced to robin and his story like his whole like uh zuko the murder of um his parents in the circus all of that is basically revealed in year three i'm not saying that's the first time it was ever revealed but it in the timeline of events right um now the in that comic is strange too because it's sort of like a flashback story it takes place in modern and it flashes back to when all that happened but the point is that that was adapted in robin's reckoning in batman the animated series okay so all of these key events were basically taken from year one and year two year one was like batman getting into the role of batman figuring out who he is getting the costume everything those are all the flashbacks Mm-hmm. Every flashback. And then year two is everything with the phantasm. Like, well, they bring that into year three. And that's what I'm about to explain. So year two is is where we get Phantasm's character. She, mm, it is based on. <laughs> I can't say it without saying it, man. Um, okay. The- <laughs> so for those of you who are wondering, I'm going to be the spoiler. Phantasm turns out to be none other than Bruce's love interest, Andrea Dumont. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Andrea Beaumont. That's what I said. Beaumont. Beaumont. So her character is based on a character from year two called the Reaper. And that's what her whole design is and everything. And, and in the actual, like, uh, the genuine design department, they were talking about how she was supposed to be uh, based kind of after the ghosts of Christmas yet to come. The spirit of Christmas, you know, and, and Joker makes a reference when she, when uh, they meet that uh, she's the ghost of Christmas yet to come, and that was left in the movie, but that was all part of the design, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look, it's the go- ghost of Christmas yet to come. Exactly. <laughs> the actual time frame is kind of elusive uh, because there's a couple articles online. Like if you go to the wiki, if you go to IMDb, if you go every every place you go to to check on this movie has a different timeline for it. So in my video, in our episode, it's a bonus episode called The Best Batman. I mentioned that the main storyline of the film takes place 10 years after the flashbacks in the movie, but some say it actually happens 15 years after. And so, like I said, it's kind of elusive and 
and that's why I want to focus in on the comic books because if, if we're looking at year one and year two with all of this information and we know that Robin didn't really get introduced as a ward until Batman year three, then what we have here is pretty much the starting point of year three. Well, mm -hmm. so the, the biggest, the biggest indication of that is the fact that he's still struggling mm -hmm. over whether he wants to continue his role as the Batman. Well, wait, it's, wait, that actually happens year one. Right. But, but in year 15, well, he he, he goes to the cemetery twice in the beginning of the story mm -hmm. when he first meets but, her. But, but guys, and those are all flashbacks, though. My my point is, if this, as some people have commentated, is ten or fifteen years later after year one, he would not be still struggling. With no, this. no, he would have been totally locked into the persona, mm -hmm. and it wouldn't even been a question. So, just that fact indicates that it's earlier. But but, Cade, why is that important? Why is it important that we, why we is it important understand that the timeline? It's important they understand the timeline because of where it happens in the animated series and how it develops Batman's character. But but why is that important? <laughs> well, because Batman's Batman's path is like an example of um it could be an example of our paths and what we choose. Like we got on one hand, Andrea she was suffering from the loss of her father, which she didn't oh, want yeah. to get into. And she had already lost her mother. And she connected mm -hmm. with Bruce because he lost his parents. And so what we have here is this, it's it's like two uh, crossing paths of the same sort of origin. The same okay. sort of vengeance. I'm going to play hecklefish for a minute. Oh, I thought it was just to give you something to argue with fanboys at the comic book shop. Over. <laughs> I mean, for those of you who don't know who Hecklefish is, Y Files, the Y Files, you'll thank me. Or the X Files. No, Y -Files, Files are great. They're really good. They're on. Uh, you, they have a whole YouTube show. Yeah, yeah. and it's also a podcast. Never heard. Yeah, of and it. you need to check it out, Willow. As the host of Cryptid try. Crunch, you need to be watching the Y Files. Mm. You need a hecklefish. Why? It's kind of like oh. so. It's kind of like how I said earlier, though. It's like it, basically these are two converging paths of vengeance, and Bruce or Batman has to choose justice in order to be like basically the victor of that of that choice and it's not necessarily a win it's sort of a bittersweet victory because he loses that sense of normalcy he loses every i i'm planning on making a, a complete in-depth deep dive on mask of the phantasm oh and and i'm gonna do sort of like a um a, an exclusive for supporters of uh, cartoon commotion so be a willow one well i'd so be glad to have you on so we here's can have here's, this dude on if you want. I don't care. I'd be glad to have you on. So here is the great thing about about um, our show is that our goal is to reintroduce people to maybe forgotten favorites or get you interested enough to go check out something that we're really uh, excited about. What Cade does is he will dissect this thing with a with a scalpel, and yeah. he will <laughs> go into every little detail in minutia. And uh, so before you watch Cade's overview on the show, go watch it again with, with my enthusiasm in mind. 
you know, I th thought this was just a great fun adventure. I didn't think it was too deep. I didn't think it was particularly, um, you know, earth shattering or relevatory, but I, I, it was fun. It was a fun, well-paced action adventure set in the Batman universe. Cade will make you examine your own childhood when he <laughs> examines this. He's got a PhD in this sort of thing. Well, you know, I mean, you can have fun and still go deep. I mean, yeah. the the depth of stuff, I think, makes it more fun because you, I don't, I guess I get a kick out of exploring things with a more analytical lens. It's just sort of how I am. <laughs> and Kate, honestly, this movie is worth taking that depth with because not mm -hmm. just do we have so many fans of this movie here um, on the screen today and out there viewing, but um, there's, there's every right for them to have that belief because we are literally seeing the depth of Batman in this, cre this evolution created the, 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 the background, the love interest. We see the cave for the first time, right when he's trying to propose to Andrea. So oh, yes. There's so many big moments in this that, that shape the later series and all the way from the comics and Batman Beyond, if you're a fan of that, which I am a fan of Batman Beyond, this was one of those Batmans that if you're a fan of Batman Universe at all, or Joker, or even just some of the side characters. There's a lot of stuff that's in here that you should definitely watch. It's like a staple. Fantastic. Fantastic. So um, we're actually going to kind of uh, wrap it up here. Just um, FYI, Aubrey and Cade, the newspaper is at timestamp 14 minutes. Ooh. Writing it says down. Dave Thank you, Dave. And Tabby Cat says... A friend of mine has a T-shirt that says, "Hecklefish is my spirit animal." This is a really good hecklefish. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe, anyway. Um, uh, and then Jason XO six five nine says, "I'd love to discuss the Dark Knight Returns." Like that's this. a good movie too. Yes, good that's a good movie good too. Good that's a great three-hour movie. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Eli T. Cash. Speaking of my Donner Party musical says and johnny calls me messed up yeah but tabby cat tabby yeah. cat says that is epic johnny yes it is you're welcome all right so it is time for us to wrap up but um Roll final up. thoughts final thoughts willow on batman mask of the phantasm and go batman has uh pretty much brought uh, me and my friends together to celebrate you know, our, our love of the characters. And this is an actual photo of me and my friends when we filmed, a, helped one of my friends film a, um, a video. And I will share the link uh, on the uh, Back with the Cereal Box Facebook page. The city of Winnipeg brought out their police because pe I guess pe people were, weren't sure about a bunch of costumers looking like we're fighting in the in the park <laughs> so the winnipeg police decided to come in and this investigate what we were doing and we got ourselves a nice little photo with the with the boys in blue that's cool <laughs> so the love of batman brings people together like it does here all right aubrey final thoughts on mask of the phantasm one of the best batman parts of the history that that uh could ever exist 1993 brought it out 
it's still good today, it's still relevant, and they are still bringing out tidbits of this character, the Phantasm. From beginning to end, he had a love for her and she had a desire to be together. It never ended up being, but we love watching what happens on the way. And as she said, always goodbye. And Cade, we know that Jiggy loves the Batman, but uh, what uh, what is uh, your final thoughts on Batman Mask of the Phantasm? I I love it. I I love it nostalgically. I love it as as a deep psycho psychological analysis of, of of a dude that's like totally losing every sense of normalcy that he has to. Pers um, pursue a life that is completely devoted to making other people's lives better. It's uh, it's amazing. It's um, it's my take, and my take is that it's the definitive Batman. All right, all right, Ryan, your final thoughts on Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Not that I can top anything that our panelists just said. Gee whiz, you guys put me to shame out here. <laughs> but uh, here's the deal. Uh, I grew up watching this thing, and in my opinion, there's an argument to be made that this is one of the best comic book movies ever made, one of the best Batman movies ever made, one of the best movies ever made, period, uh, in the pantheon of cinema. So it's a great movie. If you've never heard of the name Batman, you never heard the name Bruce Wayne, this is a perfect entry point. You're going to learn everything and more uh, about this character and the mythology and his rogues gallery and all this other stuff. Like you're going to learn a lot in a 75 minute mm -hmm. film, which is not an easy thing to do, by mm -hmm. the way. It's not an easy thing to do for any filmmaker, cast, crew, whatever. But my hat's off to everybody who took part in this movie. I had the pleasure of meeting Kevin Conroy years ago. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Every time I read a comic book, I hear your voice uh, when Batman comes up on the page. So that's history right there. That's that's awesomeness. So great movie check it out if you've never seen it it's definitely worth a watch whether you know about this character or not and it's certainly one of the better comic movies that's ever been presented in any format so check it out rest in peace kevin conroy and by the way mark hamill every time i hear mark hamill i think of the devil incarnate uh this character scared me as a child he still does to this day so yeah he goes from playing skywalker in a little indie film called star wars and then he plays the joker so that's not only range that's called greatness so if you can be a great hero and then be the most terrifying villain in the history of the world uh whether it's mark hamill or heath ledger's iteration doesn't matter scares the heck out of me still does so wait well, wait a minute uh, wait a minute wait a minute wait did did you list Heath Ledger as a definitive Joker before Jack Nicholson? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't have. We don't have time to name all 50 iterations of this character. But Jack Nicholson is certainly one of my favorites. I'm just saying that, like, when it comes to like scaring the bejesus out of somebody, Mark Hamill can do it, and certainly Heath Ledger can do it. Oh no, no, no! Everything so seriously. No, That's no. Ryan actually, Ryan actually did a scene with a friend on on the uh 1989 batman and it was it was phenomenal i was bruce I wayne once upon a time you were you were for a brief moment yeah go ahead and look it up. i just i just have to give uh ryan some grief he's, no, I, like he's... Zach Nicholson. I love that movie i love that movie excellent excellent I do. so my uh final thoughts uh batman mask of the phantasm fun action-packed adventure i i wouldn't call it the definitive batman but I would say that it is a great entry point as Ryan did. Yep. And uh, I, I would say it's enjoyable and uh, that uh, it's definitely 
in a must-see, must-watch category for fans of Batman. So there you go. Ta-da! Well, guys, it is time for us to head on out. Um, it is Small Business Saturday, so I am going to go uh, support some small businesses and um, do my part. And um, you guys, uh, Willa, where can people follow, find, and support you? You can find me all over social media. I am the social media socialite. I, you can find me at Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, you can even find me once in a while on Twitter but or, or X, but I very seldom do anything on there. But uh, I'm also uh, going to be uh, helping out with uh, the KeyCon uh, sci-fi stuff uh, coming up. So... You guys uh, make sure that you uh, follow me and stay stay updated because I'm taking over uh, KeyCon in 2024, uh, 2025, awesome. sorry. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And uh, Aubrey, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Donning Even K and on Facebook. And also you can find me this coming uh, Saturday, not this weekend, but the next weekend I will be in the tree lighting ceremony for Columbia, Tennessee. Dressed up like an elf, saying happy holidays Woo. to everyone. <laughs> Yay! Cade, where can people find Cartoon Commotion? At www.cartooncommotion.com. That's right. And if you forget that, there's a link at back of the cereal box.fun as well Excellent. as part of the cereal box network. And Ryan, where can people follow, find, and support you? Well, if they want to follow this scruffy-looking nerf herder, uh, they can follow me on Twitter and Instagram because I love Star Wars. Uh, at RyanRPM5, check us out at Neuroculture Channel. 30th anniversary watch-along of Batman Mask of the Phantasm is happening next month, so check us out for that. whole bunch of stuff is coming your way very soon. There's a few changes as well, so get ready. There's going to be some exciting times. They're doing a reset, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, we're going to achieve greatness, as everyone here at this table has achieved greatness in their own right. So thanks for having me. This was great. And uh, watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm because you're going to like the way you look after watching or listening to that movie. I guarantee it. That's outstanding. And... Um... For those of you who are watching, if you love what we do, uh, consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash Cereal Box Podcast. Make a donation. And if you hate what we do, donate even more generously to help us improve. And uh, you can follow the shows, not just our show, but all of the shows on the Cereal Box Network at backofthecerealbox.fun. And make sure you like this show, share this show, Continue to post comments. Those things help us uh, gain uh, traction in the algorithm and more people will see us. And whatever platform you're listening or watching on, make sure you subscribe, click the notification bell so that you never, ever miss an episode. And before we go, we need to acknowledge one of our partners, Comic Books for Kids. Check this out. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org.
All right, guys and gals, that is it for this episode. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Johnny, answer that phone. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs>